Welcome to Indigo Sounds, a podcast from CNSC. I'm your host, David Stringer, and this week on the pod we have WSC music director Brandon Jolly. Brandon also does a booking in town at a DIY venue called The Space, and he plays in several bands in addition to that. In this episode, we talked about Spotify Wrapped and streaming, the future of college radio, local pyramid schemes, and a little bit about cults and communes. A few things coming up. Check out the website to hear two new songs from Goldlight. They're hitting the road on a southern tour that hits Charleston next Thursday, Columbia on Friday, and Greenville the next day. On Thursday the 14th, I'll be DJing our next Pass the Ox event at the Little Lady downtown. It's a new seasonal pop-up venue from Cola Love and a cute little downtown space just about one block from the State House. Don't miss it. It's going to be grand. Alrighty, let's hop into the chat with Brandon. Oh, man. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I've already stalked you on Instagram. You already stalked me on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have have nothing too crazy to... I know. We're recording. It's live. This is how it works. Oh, we just go straight into it? We go straight into it. Yeah, so I noticed you cleaned your grid. I cleaned my grid? Yeah, I mean... Is it like a tidiness thing, or no? It's is just, it a generational thing, or is it a what is it? What is the cleaning of the grid? Hmm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember when I cleaned the grid. I think I didn't. I never did have a lot of stuff on my Instagram. It was mostly just I'm trying to think. I think just like a few pictures with like old homecoming things. I think it was just kind of me trying to get rid of my high school self because you know i'm i started following and getting followed by a bunch of like bands because i you know i work in the radio station and so i i just need to i don't know it was, it was more just like a professionalism thing and then well you know you're, you're still tag. we can still go back in the tagged oh no yeah no yeah yeah so uh, okay. we got your theater background to talk about oh big time yeah we got that's a big time um what, what else was there uh Feel free to yeah, pull up my Instagram on your on your computer right now. <laughs> I, I'm pro cleaning the grid though. You're, because you had to start out in an era where you shouldn't have been like having to save everything you posted anyway. I shouldn't have been online. Um when I started out, I think, to be honest. That was I was I don't know, in high school in like my formative years. Oh, the Stallion Theater group, no way. Yeah, I'm getting a bunch of okay. You have to you have to scroll to get to the to the embarrassing stuff it oh. gets quick though it goes quick though <laughs> yeah. before you I mean, get... this is like a pro this is like disney channel level you think so the headshot yeah oh, oh yeah no, I I, guess i'm so. surprised that you switched into music i mean i feel like i don't know it seemed like you had the acting thing going i did but also like i don't know I, i've been a like uh I, whatever concert pianist for since i was like a kid so yeah my um i started off in, like in church and then my mom was like, we had like a neighborhood friend uh-huh. who went to the same church, but went to like a, like actual piano teacher. And I just started going to her, uh, Dr. Studemeyer shouts out to her. And she's in Chapin. And she was, Oh no. I, we drove like half an hour Oh really? to, to see her. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, but I think I want to say like Northeast Columbia adjacent, but um, I stopped taking piano with her because, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I started like being a teenager and then I, my mom, whenever she threw parties, she would have me 
but like perform just to be like i don't know look look at what my son can do and um i don't know i just felt like that was in my head i interpreted that as like oh she just wants to like show me off she doesn't really like care about my performance it's just like uh, it's awful to have a talented a child son. i know yeah. yeah like you have this kid and like it's your whole life's goal and like they're talented like I know. How, how bad does that suck you i know, know? yeah this was <laughs> awful no but to me I, just, I don't know i felt like she was using me to just like make herself look better in front of her friends and i didn't i don't know my, my relationship with music changed at that point so that's when i started to go into, into theater and um i don't know i i did theater for a while yeah um in eighth grade oh man thank god a clip of that show doesn't exist i was rapping have you looked i, I mean i might can find it please do the next three days <laughs> i won't look though i promise okay, i appreciate it yeah I don't, I, there's i there's a video somewhere on like a classmate's phone, I think, and like deep oh, Snapchat. Yeah, we, no, we don't need any of that. Yeah, no, no, deep that, Snapchat. that doesn't belong on the internet. I agree. Yeah, it was it was really scary. I didn't know if I thought it might be like a YouTube like performance. Um, I mean, if it I was performed in front of people, fair game. Yeah, okay. like in, on a stage where yeah. they paid to get in, maybe. Oh yeah, no, it was it was performed on a stage. I was rapping. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 It was, uh, I might open up. I have to open it up then. I know. I guess so. That's fair. Um, and then I, God, what did I do first two years of high school? I just like hunkered down on trying to because I went to, I went to this kind of brand new high school, and so I kind of just like focused on new friends. I had never heard of Spring Hill. Really? Yeah. Uh, I had to look it up because I was like, I thought you were from Columbia. Or no. Columbia area. Yeah, right. And uh, I never heard of Spring Hill. Yeah, it's... Like uh, Spring Valley? No. Spring, Spring, Spring Hill. Hill. Yeah. And then Chapin, a beautiful area, rapidly growing. Yeah, that's a, that's a hot take of its own. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been gatekeeping since I started high school, um, with, with my own high school. But no, Spring Hill, yeah, I opened back in like 2013, so definitely nearer. Um, Chapin, yeah, growing too fast. I think they, they just... I don't know. I, last time I checked, their mayor was like very anti chipping growth, but they've still been growing a lot. So I don't know how um, long it's been going on. I have but. a friend who's building a house out there. He's uh, he's building a house out there with his his sister and their whole family. So having like a commune sort of thing. Going. Oh, I love communes. Family communes are the best. Family communes Pretty are uh, underrated. Underrated if we're doing a pitchfork uh, over under over under yeah okay. uh, communes in general underrated I I've, I'm very disappointed in the commune community just in general in America I agree. because they don't ever last that long or they end up killing their members somehow exactly exactly and that's not cool. Yeah. Like, have you seen any of the new documentaries like Twin Flames or anything? I I need to watch more documentaries, but no. Uh, Twin Flames is. Uh, where you find your t- twin flame in the world mm-hmm, sort of thing mm-hmm. is an uh, instant attraction. Then it turns into a pyramid scheme on YouTube. Classic. Classic. All yeah. of our relationships end up like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was a universal <laughs> thing. Well, your your uh, relationships end up in pyramid schemes. Yeah, exactly. I just end up like. But you need to be, as long as you're at the top, it's fine. Oh, well, I feel like whoever, no. Well, I guess, oh my God, wait. Yeah, I've never started a relationship. Okay. That's been my, yeah, which has been really funny to me. And, well, part of this podcast is that I tell random stories. Okay. And I just remembered one that I haven't thought of in probably 15 years. Oh, go for it. Go crazy. But uh, I played in a band in Columbia around 2005, and we got pitched to be in a, py- a pyramid scheme in Columbia. 
What was the company? By a Gamecock football player. I can't remember the name of the company. So it's around Christmas time, and they invited our entire band to this really nice house in Forest Acres. Like, million-dollar-plus house uh, off of Trenum Road. And we walked in, and there were three or four Gamecock football players. Famous one. Not, like, real famous, but they played when they were at USC. And I don't, I don't want to call him out because they're kind of in the community. So, but it was Rob DeBoer was one of them. So I will call him out because he was okay. my favorite player. And here he was pitching me on a pyramid scheme. And three of the members of my bands were buying into it. And I'm like, y'all, this is a pyramid scheme. Like this is a classic pyramid scheme. And it was basically like you would pay to have your music on this site, and then it would filter up. So if you're at the top, you would make money because all these people were paying to get their music on this website. But if you were at the bottom, you had to sign people up. Like we were, they wanted us to sign up other bands to be on this like first streaming platform. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, that's my only I'm, that other than I don't have relationship pyramid scheme, but uh, I mean, not many people have been involved in a local pyramid scheme yeah. when it comes to the local music scene. I know. What's the big idea? Have have there been more music pyramid schemes that I'm just unaware no, that's, of? That's the only then? one I know of. Um, so is this like before Spotify? You said it was like this the was first before. Streaming. This was okay. uh, around MySpace. It was prime MySpace. Era. Okay. Uh, Pure Volume and MySpace were the two. Um, and we used to get, we would be so stoked if we could get 100 streams a day on Pure Volume. Well, yeah. And then it was just all of us playing the song 10 times in our on our computer. So it didn't really even matter. <laughs> uh, well, you need. can you introduce yourself and uh, tell us who you are? Oh, yeah. Um, sure. Well, how, how, how in-depth are we? Like, oh, well. Um, like, what do you want this podcast to be? Do you want it to be, like, about music or, like, just, uh, oh, like, it's about, a it's, it's just humanitarian talking. thing? Okay. Okay, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Okay, I'm Brandon Jolly. I mean, everybody, so people can Google you. I guess so, yeah. And people have heard you on the radio. I hope so. I mean, hopefully. If, if, if they know... If they are involved in the music scene, they've talked to you. Yeah. But I want them to know something else about you by listening okay. to this podcast. Okay, cool. Which is they're going to always talk about music, but they probably didn't know you were a theater uh, or yeah. maybe a concert pianist. You know? Or, yeah. Well, there's a lot to learn about you. There's a lot to learn, yeah. Well, I'm Brandon Jolly. I am a previous concert pianist. I guess I can start back anytime I want. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I was born. <laughs> I, was, I, was born to, I was born on the piano, already clicking away. Um, yeah. Brian Jolly, I'm the music director of the WSC, the Cava Station at uh, University of South Carolina for the past two years. Um, let me see what else do I do. I book at the Space, which is kind of like a DIY venue slash practice space um, since this past July, 2020. What neighborhood is that in? Is that it's in, in Rosewood? Rosewood, yeah. Okay. It's kind of... Oh man, it's like right past people's and take a right, and it's just like a bunch of warehouses. And it's, yeah, it's a kind of, it's a weird place just from the outside, but um, it's been in use since like the 80s. Garrick Turner is like kind of the de facto owner of it, I guess. And yeah, he's been having bands practice and play there uh, for the past 40 years, which is crazy. And then also, I play Keys and Rocco and His Bones from Greenville and Denim Rope. I'm from Columbia. Nice. So your arc at WSC, you go through training as a freshman. Yes. Yeah. Did I, you have a goal of becoming the director? I mean, not initially, but then 
I started seeing, oh man, this is going to sound bad. Uh, Com- compared to my peers, does it have to do with a? Uh, no, go, go ahead. No, just like compared to the other DJs who were at WSC, I felt like I don't know. I I just felt like my. How can I phrase this? That sound like a, can I curse on here? Yeah, this, and okay. you can roast people too roast me. because nobody listens. Okay, perfect. Yeah, until have, everyone listens yeah. one day. Yeah, um. <laughs> but then they'll talk about it, and then I'll actually get enough listens to make money. Oh, perfect. So okay. it's perfect. Okay, exactly. Yeah. But you make all the money and I don't make any money because like this is, is this a, is this a pyramid scheme that's happening right now? Uh, just, if we'll talk about that you. after I'll sign you up. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you can get, bring in 10 listeners, I'll give you $5. Yes. Score. I, I can just duplicate my mom. And, and let them know that they get a kickback too. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I started off freshman year. I, don't, I, don't, I just wanted to be a DJ. I just got into a bunch of relationship my freshman year and then, uh, other DJs, I felt like they were kind of just repeating what was on like 104.7, just like what was on like just more national radio stations, but just people who weren't like same genres, but people who weren't like top 40 or anything, you know, just like very mainstream, quote unquote, like indie mainstream artists. And I'm like, okay, people have like heard this, or at least people who care about music as much as I do have been listening to this like for a while. And I wanted to just shed some new light on, I don't know, underground artists, DIY people in the scene, especially. Oh, yeah, that was another big thing. People just, like, weren't playing music from uh, just, like, musicians around here, except for Mary Local. Shout out Mary Local. She does this. Like, no, there's always a couple. Yeah, there's always, yeah, yeah one show in particular. Um, but, I don't know, the majority of them weren't doing it. And I wasn't seeing that in rotation at all from our previous music directors. So I was like... I don't know. I can I can do I can focus on local people more. It, it kind of worked out because I guess you can really see the holes um, because you were like you were in rotation. Uh, what was your title mm-hmm. before that? Oh yeah, the digital rotation. Digital assistant. rotation, which yeah. introduced you to so much. No, yeah, seriously. Um, and I'm sure that really helped with sort of shaping your view of. Once I get to be a director, here's what I can do, and we can focus on sort of more local music or these different types of up and coming bands. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like you mentioning holes, just like I don't know, just seeing holes yeah. that the music scene is just has has been really has I don't know has been making has made my job of just coming into things and doing them just really easy, like you said. Um, with the, because that was my the, my position as digital rotation assistant, which basically for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's just um, well, rotation is music in radio um, that is at least eight weeks under eight weeks old. Um, that's new and that is kind of forced upon free format DJs to play. Um, and digital, the digital aspect of it, which is just like on a computer, that was the first position. Of its time, uh-huh. and so I was oh, the first so you were the first person in that role. To do it. Yeah, so that already was like a quote unquote, like, dude. That's just awesome. a big deal, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. I just uploaded. Well, you get, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess everything's cool. awesome from the outside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I I, I poop on myself too much. Um, but yeah, um, I was the first person to do that, and then I groundbreaker. Yeah, what can I say? Yeah, ribbon I, cutter. Yeah, I, yeah. What's the glass ceiling for digital? <laughs> Breaking the, the CDs, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cracking exactly. the plastic. Big time. You're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, 
I, uh, and then, yeah, I became music director and then I really focused on oh, tiny couches, which is just like a tiny desk yes. rip off. That's been really, really fun. That was, I think that's been my biggest kind of breakthrough into the music scene on my own personal end because I met, um, <clears throat> Zach, uh, who is the lead singer for Rock on His Bones when he was playing for, when he's playing guitar for Kama Sutra, um, who is just like one of the best bands out of Sacramento right now, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We just got, I don't know. It was, there's a lot of like free time to talk in between like setting up to just like chat, shoot the shit, be friends. So in this digital world, are you a Spotify person or Apple music person? I'm a Spotify person. Unfortunately, I know I hate to to say it. I'm a Spotify. I'm one of the few Spotify defenders. Okay. And I think the people who rip on Spotify are, uh, they don't get it anymore. I don't think they understand the digital streaming world. Yeah. And they're like, why don't these old methods that we use to play, to make money off music work anymore? And they blame it on Spotify. And then I'm like, well, look at this. Uh, I've talked about Glaive before to you. He's from Hendersonville and millions and millions of plays. And he said, well, why would I put my money on like SoundCloud when I could put my money on Spotify and get paid? And then he'll just record stuff and he's, he just gets the streaming aspect of it and yeah. the immediacy aspect of it. And he doesn't understand this or he doesn't, he never got into a position where he had to understand of like making albums and promotional cycles and all that kind of stuff, which is sort of irrelevant to the streaming world. Oh, yeah. And you look at that you, when you looked at the Spotify rap charts and stuff, totally uh, nothing to do with albums anymore. Yeah. The only thing that I saw about albums was just like that one slide that was like, you are, you listen to an album front to back and you were just like described as this one thing. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. We talked about this, like you said, but yeah. Um, stream- also, uh, I, I'm going to interrupt you there real quick because why don't YouTube get any hate? <laughs> Everybody listens. One, YouTube's one of the most listened to streaming platforms and they pay artists shit too. Oh yeah. Right. And Apple, oh, we're not gonna we're gonna give them a break because they pay point oh one more than Spotify. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, no, just they're all the same. The whole industry is in flux. Yes. No, but y'all don't get it, and the younger generation get it, and they're getting millions, and millions of streams and making money, and y'all are the ones getting laughed at and bitching about it on Facebook. Yeah, so that's my rant. I, that's that's valid. Yeah, no, I agree. That and I'm sure training. that there's a million holes that can be poked in that, but uh, I think that's the goal of the podcast for people to start poking holes in arguments. You so, know? Yeah, right. That's how we get famous. <laughs> yeah, well, at least people can argue about it. Yeah, but right. when they argue about it on Facebook, it's just like it's annoying. Uh, yeah, me. you're preaching to who? Yeah, and, right. you're, you just get into the a circle of like ten people who all hate the same thing, and then you all hate it on together. Then one person's yeah. like, "Well, actually." And then it just goes downhill from there. And that yeah. person gets like roasted by 10 people then. Yeah. Yeah. Another pyramid scheme. But Another pyramid. The roasting pyramid scheme. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> people but, love, uh, love to gang up into pyramid schemes. Yeah. It's <laughs> and attack one person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, yes, um, streaming has led to, and I guess it that's been like doubled by, um, like TikTok, I don't know, Instagram, just like, I don't know, places where songs can be consumed so easily. 
um, and just songs, not albums, as you can see, um, as we talked about. But do you know the song "Take Care"? The song or the, or the artist? I uh, the artist. Oh, Take okay, care. Sorry, sorry. Uh, think of me once in a while. Take care. No, the song. I'm afraid not. Uh, so I hadn't heard of it either, but it's on the charts. It's it's oh, risen right. on the charts. Okay, good and for them. It's him. It's uh, or them. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's just one person though, and. Uh, viral on TikTok, Hell yeah. millions of streams. Perfect. And the only way I knew it is I played it out loud, like, what is this? And then Leslie said, oh, that's a TikTok sound. What are you listening to? Like, why are you watching those TikToks, that trend? I'm like, I didn't know. I was just trying to figure out why this song was famous or why this song is at the top of the charts on Spotify. Yeah. And then I'm like, another person has got to figure it out, and I don't. If you just put your music out there, you never know what's going to happen anymore. Yeah, right. Which is the coolest part about it. Um, when you have somebody like you who's digging through like music to put on a radio station, mm-hmm. and then one person hears that and makes a sound out of it, it makes it into like a sound, mm-hmm. and then it goes viral. It's just but the, people have to look at the whole shape of music different. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, and we talked about how there was some, uh, there was some, like, executives that my friend was talking to who was just, like, <clears throat> screw songs entirely, just like albums, you know, let's just get, let's just, let's just focus on one purpose song that's so catchy that it, like, 10 seconds of what would be normally a song and then yeah. just put that into a TikTok, like, clip and then monetize that. Yeah. So. I hate it all, though. Oh, it's As awful. much as, uh, I, I mean... I, I'll talk about it all day, but I, I do hate that it's taking the art away from it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I was going on and on about, have you uh, heard of Hypnosis before? They did all the art. It's like an art group, but they did um, all the art for Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. Oh, nice. No. Um, that's another documentary out there that's gotten sort of popular, uh, re-popular, I guess. Mm-hmm. And people knew it a long time ago. But just how important the artwork is. To because can you imagine Pink Floyd without the pyramid? Yeah, right, exactly. And what would college guys do? What would you have on your wall? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and can you imagine? <laughs> but they went to like extremes to create this artwork, like oh, yeah. te- huge teams, uh, huge photo uh, sets for Paul McCartney and all these other ones they've done, mm-hmm. and. I would I say I'll watch as you can see here I watch a lot of music on the TV which is not the primary um like platform that people watch consume music on understand but it really makes me miss artwork and all the popular or all the new stuff. I agree. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but also like there were there was always a limited amount of people who were going on YouTube and like looking at watching music videos, you know, compared to people who like yeah. just stream it. You know, there's always going to be people who only care so much about the song versus. I guess the whole that's process I guess that's listening to it on the radio versus buying the album and sitting down with the artwork yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly, same deal. Yeah. yeah. Did you do a Spotify rap though? I did. It was just I listened to about like four or five albums nonstop. Did you agree with it? And then did I agree with it? I mean, yeah, I'd say so for the most part. I mean, I'm stuck in the loop. The loop. I'm, it, I call it, I'm stuck in a Spotify rap loop where it keeps on recommending me a playlist, oh. like my daily mix. Mm-hmm. 
So I just put on it a little bit every day. And then it's the same songs for us few or two or three years. And I'm I'm stuck in the loop with like my bread and butter yeah. of music. So it's just like Radiohead and REM are my top two. Like, not okay. bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's but it's mine. It doesn't need to always be like that. Yeah, that's valid. Which is where just like alternatives to streaming yeah. come in, you know, just like radio or TikTok. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Um, what was your t- sound town? Sound town? Oh, Burlington, Vermont. But Everybody. Like, I know. It's either like someplace in California, Santa Barbara, I think. Yeah. Where it was like a bunch of like Charlie XCX fans. And then, um, so there's 1300 total sound towns. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm sorry from Spotify said that. And they said that Burlington is only 0.6% in that one. What? And I don't know if that's because I don't, I haven't figured it out yet because that doesn't math right to me. Yeah. No, I feel like that's just like one of those, like everyone, in this scene is just like seeing Burlington people and it's just like, oh, there's there if it's happening in Columbia and there's so many people. I think uh I think Boy Genius skewed the math. Really? I think that if you listen to Boy Genius, you got Burlington. Oh, okay. That wasn't one of my It that wasn't, wasn't one, one of, of yours. That was like listed it was like Animal Collective. Interesting. Like, um oh God. So my theory is wrong. Old. Maybe. My theory's wrong. Maybe. Everybody that had posted about it was like one of theirs was Boy Genius, so oh, was, maybe that's the the common thing. I'm sorry to to break your bubble there, but yeah, I am. Um, My Burlington want... bubbles burst. <laughs> Burlington bubble burst. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. The only person I know that had like n- neither. It was somewhere in the UK. It was Gabe Crawford, um, the the songwriter, the guitarist for like Flippins and. Eighth house, all that. What did he get? He, he got, got like some, Manchester or something. Yeah, somewhere in the UK, which is crazy. But apparently, he attributed it to uh, to like UK garage rock that he was just obsessed with for a long time. So I don't know, but he listens to a lot of music. So he has to, yeah. Uh, I I need to I need to dig into that more because yeah, that's tough. So they have. Um, I can't get the load now, but Spotify has charts. Have yes. you seen the charts? The Spotify no, charts? No, I haven't. I've just been focusing on Billboard for all my career. Yeah. So those are probably better, but um, the Spotify charts are interesting to me. If I could get, they don't load, but they have um, a local pulse feature. Oh, like how popular a place is on Snapchat? <laughs> is uh, correct, to but the, the Spotify version. About songs. And uh, everyone is... It's Taylor Swift and Zach Bryan. Oh, well, those are the only artists that matter. <laughs> the Zach Bryan kind of threw me off. That's nuts. But yeah, he is. Uh, he's insanely popular. He is with the country. He t- he took over the country market. Um, all the indie people who didn't don't try to find actual indie music, and he did it all with like rewriting. Wonderwall to be a country song repeatedly. Yeah. It's impressive. It's it's impressive. So I, I've listened to Zach Bryan enough to know I'd be like, I get it. You get it. I get it. And then okay. I, I move yeah. on. 
Yeah, right. And that's the best you can because do. Because there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that I could listen to that's the same, but infinitely better. Exactly. And uh, I mean that's fine. But like, what makes it better to you? You know, like, uh, that it there's actual substance to a John Prine song. <laughs> okay, yeah, Rest yeah, in peace. yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but yeah, but it, it's. It's almost, I think Jason Isbell might have said it. Oh, yeah. About him or somebody else. No, he he said it about the guy that went viral with the, the redheaded guy that went viral with the... the um, <laughs> and then it got picked up by the Republicans, and then it was like their anthem. Oh. North Richmond, North of Richmond. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. He said, yeah. that's the song you write, and then you... When you're like 17 and then you write a better song and you're like, wow, that one sucked. And then you never play it again. Yeah. Right. And that's how I feel like all Zach Bryan songs are. And I'm, uh, I feel comfortable saying that because he, uh, he'll write it and then put it out a week later. Yeah. I'm like, give it, get, let him marinate a little bit. No. Tom Petty's he'll marinate on stuff for like years. You got to yeah. marinate on stuff. Yeah. I agree. It'll only get better. It'll only get better. And I don't know, I, I feel like if as an artist, you aren't like, I don't know, the people that I work with are just so self-critical <laughs> that they just like let it sit for like months and months and then just like decide not to release it, even though it's like awesome. Um, there's, there's a fine line between, between that kind of stuff. But I mean, Stephen King does the same thing. And sure, but he has a team of writers. Too. That I did not know. I thought That's he had hilarious. a team of ghostwriters. Oh, they're all, they're accredited they all do. at least. Yeah, okay. they're accredited. Yeah. I might be thinking of John Grisham, who has a team that writes the shells of the his novels, oh. and then he goes and fills in, or either he writes the shells and they fill them in. It's one of them, and the, there's a couple who have uh, what is it, nom de plume, uh, pen names. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, okay, no, okay. they have pen names, but um, uh, because they put out so much content as authors that they don't want people to know it's them yeah yeah exactly so uh i guess i'm calling for a, a zach bryan pen name pen name that might be for the best and, and see how it works do you think you would like zach bryan's music if it wasn't under zach bryan like hell no <laughs> so you say that but uh no i i think i could eventually <laughs> like him one day but i just i don't i just hold some songwriters up to such a high standard that i see the work that he needs to do to get there. Yeah, that's valid for sure. It's on. It's an honest criticism because I can listen to it and enjoy. It's not bad. Right. It's like, oh yeah, this is. It's a. It's, it's a. Good beer it's, a bo- it's a bowl of like Cheerios. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fine. Good it's for good. Your heart. Yeah, it's good for your heart. <laughs> I don't. Know. Well, his might break your heart. You know. Yeah. yeah. You never know. You never know. Exactly. We're giving him too much time anyway. I agree. What's the state of college radio? The state of college radio? That's a really good point. Um, let me see. What I've been noticing, what my distributors have been sending me, um, there's been a really big shift. Who's a distributor? Name a distributor. Red Eye? Is that what that is? Or? Oh, it's more like Terror Bird, Pirate. Okay. Um, there's the syndicate uh, who just released the Beatles song, and so which is kind of crazy that that's giving sent to college radio. Um, beggars secretly, um, trying to think of who else. This is the, and Tiger Bomb. Love Tiger Bomb. Okay. Those guys are great. Um, those are the hidden inspirations. Yeah, exactly. Those are the people that do, that go behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, that's the ideal place to be, but lots of, 
Let me think. Lots of shoegaze. Shoegaze has been kind of, it's been blowing up on TikTok, especially like Deftones adjacent shoegaze, which is just awful. And there used to be, <laughs> like, it used to be, I don't know. It, so I'm, it's like uh, like heavy rock shoegaze more so than <clears throat> like My Bloody Valentine? Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Which I mean, I mean, good that, I don't know. I, I feel like. <sighs> I want to hope that people listen to this like Deftones adjacent and just like daughter or like uh super heaven <laughs> sweet spine type thing. Yeah. And they r- look into just like, Oh, what's this genre called? Oh, like heavy shoegaze. And they go into like, what's shoegaze? And then they find like my yeah. body on the time. They find slow dive people who like had further creativity and just the art of music and production in general. And then, Hopefully you like it. If not, at least they tried. But I listened to the singer of Ride. Oh, um, not a fan of Ride. You're not uh, a fan of Ride? Personally, yeah. Um, he told his his daughter figured out what he did for a living from TikTok. Oh, no. And then uh, <laughs> she was like, this is your band. He was like, yeah. He was like, you're, you're famous. Yeah. And uh, he was like, I guess so. That's weird to me that like I'm getting famous on TikTok right now. It's wild. Yeah, no. Because he, he must be like, what? 50s, 50s or 60s? Yeah. yeah, no. Oh, yeah. His, it was his uh, teenage daughter, I think, found out about what he did for a living. That's crazy that it took so long for her to do that. I don't think That's, she cared at all. Yeah. yeah. Until she, all of her friends were talking about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I don't know. But is it... What other trends are you seeing in oh, college radio? Yeah, right. Um, kind of what's... There's been a kind of... Yeah, like you said, Boy Genius has kind of been shifting everything. There's lots of, lots of Boy Genius adjacent stuff, just like Sad Girl Pop, Sad Girl Folk, which is cool. Um, sad Boy Folk is uh, my type of... Is up my alley, but there's lots of that stuff, kind of just like singer-songwriter, but like consumable enough to just be on radio. Um, and then the usual just like kind of strokes adjacent thing, REM adjacent thing. That's, that's always going to be there. Um, but every now and then just, there's this like really experimental band that comes through that is just friends with the distributor or something like uh, Mandy, Indiana, uh, got distributed and like model actresses who both like make kind of like, I don't know, experimental is just such a, I don't know, that word carries a bunch of like pretext to it but people doing just like really weird things with uh production and then making it like both of those like uh model actress is very kind of like post-punk joy division heavy with like almost like uh electronic not like boards of canada adjacent just like heavy electronic stuff uh-huh. just like behind it and then mindy and again is just like with vocals or without? With vocals, okay. yeah. Um, they played in Clemson one time, and I followed them, and they were like, we're playing in Clemson tonight, wherever that like is. Like a WSBF thing, or, um, or just like a house show? I think it was a house show, um, which is crazy, yeah. It just happens all the time. I know, and it's yeah. nuts. It's, it really, yeah, the state of house shows in Columbia are, I don't know, I'm trying to make it better. But anyway, um, yeah, they played, and apparently uh, this was like right before the Kama Sutra show that I threw, um, 
when they played when Mandy and Nina, or sorry, Model Actress played uh, in Clemson, and the bassist for Kama Sutra, Stephen, was like, I did not like like those guys. They were cool, but like the <laughs> singers started like grinding on me, and I felt really, really weird. Where are they from? Kama Sutra or Model Actress? Oh. Uh, Model Actress. Oh man, I have no idea. I think definitely somewhere northeast. I just think that when you're out on the road, you feel like you can do anything because you're a performer. You're, you're, it's a performance. I don't know about anything. Well, that, I think that's the problem <laughs> historically. Uh, but thinking that you can do anything, but I think it's more of like a performance thing. It's this is these people aren't going to see me tomorrow. These yeah. people aren't going to see me again. Yeah, I'm going right. to put it all out there, sort of thing. That's valid. But uh, I don't know about like touching audience members or yeah, anything. Yeah, right. That, that might be the that might be the line. Yeah, One yeah. of the many lines. <laughs> but everyone else loved it. It was just the basis who was the only one that got You were talking about um sort of local bands in Columbia and everything mm-hmm. and looking at your time at WSC, I you definitely hit during a hole because you saw how it was before pandemic. Oh yeah. And you saw how much it died off. And now you're watching it try to get its steam back yeah, it to is, where it was before. It's been doing a great job. I think um, Gabe, yeah, shouts, shouts to Gabe in the music scene. Yeah, well, let's start in the beginning. I don't know. COVID was just so weird. It was weird because it like stopped. It and killed bands. It did. Yeah. And there's a ton of solo artists, but it, it, it killed like the group performance aspect. I think we're going to see it more as we get more hindsight, but it, Everybody started with uh, solo projects, mm-hmm. and they'll work with other people and sort of build a band, but they're not writing the songs together, together as a band, which yeah. I think was a lot more common in 2009, 2019 and before, really, 2020 and before. Hmm. But I don't know if you've even thought about that yet. Yeah, I guess, no, no not really. Which, I mean, at the end of the day... For the best and for the worst, because sometimes there can be too many heads in a room that too many ideas from the mm-hmm. wrong people. Like, I don't know, guitarists writing That's drum true. parts is just stupid. You know, you should, well, yeah. That I mean, shut the, the arguing and the fighting is half the problem of being in a band. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> so it really is a lot easier when you just like let someone else take the lead, which is what Zach does for Rocco. He's he's a main songwriter and we're all just his little, we're all, we're all his bones. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's been great. It's really easy. And he gives us enough like creative freedom to just mess with the songs a bit, but they're all like already written. You know? Have y'all gotten to play outside of what cities in South Carolina? Have y'all? We play the big ones, Charleston, Greenville. Um, Where in Charleston? Tulingua. Love Tulingua. Um, what is that? It's, oh, it's this DIY space in, uh, in Charleston, in North Charleston. Okay. It's also, it also like doubles as like an arts Oh, so it's like a, a cool, like, multi-space? Yeah. It's so really, not a house venue? Um, uh, uh, a DIY no. space? Yeah. Do people like, live in the space? That is, I don't think so. Okay. I'm not sure, to be honest. But they might. They might, yeah. 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 It's been, that. that's another thing that kind of was up in the air after COVID. I think, like, management switched hands or, like, booking okay. switched hands. It, I don't know. And so, I don't know. Um, but... Really cool. It's like uh, green and purple on the outside. You can't miss it. Um, but yeah, we played there. That was great. Uh, actually, yeah, it was great. Uh, there was we plugged into like the wrong outlet, and so like on my keyboard, it just wouldn't work. I had to borrow someone else's like 
someone else's keyboard that was like filled with dust had hadn't been played in years uh and like whenever i played some of the keys they just wouldn't work <laughs> and so it was just like okay good thing you're trained uh, yeah right exactly yeah <laughs> you know how to get all the other notes all around it yeah. <laughs> but it was like a sporadic thing like one one note would work at one point and then the same note wouldn't work later like it's a it was really weird yeah and then yeah, it was. Those, it was those just prepare you to be a better musician. Yeah, no, moments it does. like that for sure. Yeah, for sure. People, I don't know. People came up to me and complimented me, which is great. Um, but yeah, Charleston, Tualingua, the space here in Columbia. That was a stupid show. That was like way more. You're people always than posting I about shows that I have no idea. Yeah, who knows about them? I know but people are there. So, yeah, the last show I did with uh, Camp, uh, that little yeah. Welcome to camp. Yeah, welcome to camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I'm a, I'm very curious about all of them. I think what they're doing is really cool. I agree. Yeah, like there's like a music aspect. There's a like yeah. a clothing design aspect. Yeah, just it's creative, cool. It's a collective. Create a yeah. mind collective, which yeah. is what we need. More I agree. Of. Yeah, respect. Yeah, uh, but that that one had over like two, almost 200 people. That could not have fit. That that didn't fit in the room. Perfect. At all. Yeah. yeah, it was way too hot in there. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was the biggest show by far. But the Rocco show was really big too, which kind of surprised me because I didn't expect. I don't know. It's it's, it's just classic Columbia shows. You never know what's you how never many people know. are gonna Truth. come out. But um, I don't know. I I want to kind of provide a different scene than what New Brooklyn Tavern or Art Bar provides. I think. Yeah. I think once you become a business. As like a venue, that's when your freedom kind of dwindles because you have to keep it open. I mean, uh-huh. MBT had that fundraiser to, <laughs> to be able to buy the new building. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. You just have to you have to understand what, what is going to make money and what's not going to make money. Um, but a lot of like the interesting bands that are coming around aren't going to make you money. But it's good to hear that there are still bands who will do that kind of stuff for minimal. They're just trying to stay on the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the beauty of DIY, or at least what I've seen. Um, For sure. Did you play any DIY in Greenville shows? uh, Yeah, we played the Greer. Um, That was... The Mellon Barn. Barn. Yes. The, the best, best venue, venue in the state. It sure is. Never yeah. been there, but... You should. Uh, uh, I'm all about it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a fantastic place. Um, I think it's in Greer, which is kind of like, why are so many people coming out here? But I think it's the art school, um, the governor's school. Oh, that's right. Is up there. Yeah. So, or at least near enough for people to come out. Um, yeah. So they do that, which is great. But, I wasn't. Know, I didn't know if it was like a high school scene or more of a like eighteen to twenty five year old scene. It's it's definitely on the younger side. Yeah, it's like high school and okay. like early like college kids. Yeah, yeah, twenty two tops. Awesome. So they're gonna they're all leave yeah. South Carolina mm-hmm. soon and um tell everybody about how cool the Melon Barn is. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. that'd be that'd be sick. And I don't know. It, it, after they because they've been open since 2018 um and it's been a rotating door of you know who's helping out Mm -hmm. who's doing everything but people still show up and that's all that matters because the bands they get are some of the best that come through and i love it because it's so many local bands Mm -hmm. and it's like nobody's ever heard of any of them even people who listen to local music 
Like I listen to local music nonstop and then they'll put out a lineup and I'll find three or four new bands. And I don't know if it's because these same musicians are creating new projects to play shows or like how it's working. Yeah. A lot of, there is a bunch of kind of, yeah, a lot of people are in a lot of different bands. Um, I mean, uh, two of the biggest ones in Sacramento are, uh, Gabe Crawford and Brett Nash out of Charleston. What a guy. Um, but yeah, no, they, they're in so many different, they have so many different faces of genres. That they there do. are, it's, it's they're great. unicorns. They are. I love yeah. them. I can't believe we have two in one state. We, are, we have two unicorns. I know. It's fantastic. Uh, we need a, uh, who's the upstate unicorn? I don't know if we have one yet. I don't know. Not that I know. There might be one that I don't know. That's the goal of the podcast now is to find the upstate to unicorn. To find the Greenville. <laughs> the Greenville unicorn. It's probably Brett Nash because still. it's still, he just, <laughs> he, uh, he'll play anywhere. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's joining Aaron's band, Aaron um, Aaron Burke. Yeah, he's gonna be show. on the podcast on Sunday. Aaron, wait, um, what's today? Sunday. Yeah, yeah, this time next week. Okay, he's scheduled. Okay, he's, he's on the schedule. Oh yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's got a poster up here somewhere. A glass so. with glass. Yeah, glass is yeah, the best band to come out of Sacramento in the past. Yeah, I don't know, decade. Sure, I'd say that. So, oh. No, I'm very. I haven't listened to the record yet. I probably spent it a ton this week. You should. It's great. And uh, get to know it. Uh, Dylan from Comfort Monk has mm-hmm. been keeping me on to that. So. Okay, good. Yeah, and he got it all set up. So I, I'm really looking forward to Aaron's accent taking over this room. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I'll probably ask him way too many uh, UK. You should. Uh, I'm going to get him to say things in yeah. his accent for me. Yeah, you should... Uh, you should like write out his answers like on Google Translate and just like yeah, yeah say, like make the translator <laughs> say that. That is too good. Yeah, and just like I don't know, really dig into the, the enunciations of <laughs> of his accent for sure. <laughs> so, what else do you have coming up? Anything? Yeah, um, we've oh well. Hmm. So we're gonna drop this on Wednesday. So okay, on Wednesday, nothing. I, I've kind of taken a break in December in terms of like booking. And playing um, just to give my family some time and give me some time. Um, but in January, I've got, um, yeah, I'm doing the Greenville show uh-huh. with Aaron and, oh, no, pow, ships, powder ships, or I don't know. Ah, oh, man, I can't remember the name. That's uh, my friend. They're from Greenville. They do like noise rock. Anyway, it's Rock on His Bones. Um, Aaron J. Is Japer. it Powder Horns? No, it's not Powder Horns. Uh I, I feel so bad for forgetting. Anyway, yeah, Rock on His Bones. Uh, is that a radio room? It's, it sure is. It, it is at the radio room, yeah. Very it's cool. Phantom Ships. Phantom Ships. Not Powder Ships. Um, but yeah, that's going to be great. I'm so, so stoked for that. Uh, Brett Nash, Aaron Burke, same band. What? So you're playing bass in that band or keys? I'm playing you're keys. You're playing keys, right. But you filled in playing bass with uh, Gameen lately. Oh, yes. Yo, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I did. A, I did. I replaced Richard on guitar. Okay. For okay. Um, yeah. And I did. How many shows did I do? I just did the one tra- camp Transylvania show. So what don't you play? What don't I play? Everything. <laughs> I just. Everything uh, else other yeah. than what I do play. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Because like on guitar, I, I, I used my synth for Richard's guitar. So it was a oh. two synth. Yeah, it was a two-cent ensemble. Dude, that's like, awesome. I mean, yeah, it was really sick. That's so um, cool. Oh, so when you're filling in, like when you played bass, and, and bass, do you actually play bass or do you play key bass? Key bass. I just Fantastic. key only. I know, yeah. Are you a big Future Islands fan? No, I'm not. 
You're not. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty neutral. And, I, uh, no, that's fine. They uh, they have a you have you share a lot more in common than you realize. I guess so. Them. Yeah, I need to look into them. Um, yeah, because they're a three piece mm. and heavy, heavy synth, and he writes almost everything from like all of these different levels of synth and uh, the um, singer. He's a big. They're all theater uh, guys from Greenville, North Carolina. So their early like house shows and stuff were just this huge theatrical because they got sort of they went viral for like their performance aspect. Oh, that's awesome! But they were doing that same performance thing in houses all around the Carolinas, like smacking the floor, going crazy, doing his guttural voice. So it's almost like you have to understand them from that perspective. Yeah, to. Enjoy their music. I think for a lot, I love them, but I understand the barrier with his voice, uh, sort of. Valid, yeah. We'll see. And yeah. but then, um, let me see what else do I have. I've got Art Bar in Columbia, one twenty-seven with Denim Robe uh, that same weekend. I'm also playing keys and going on tour. Playing keys with Daisy Lace, who are going on tour with Noel from Philadelphia, one of the best bands, one of the best new bands. Very cool. I um, need to uh, link out all this. Yes, uh, yeah. they draw me some links. Yeah, they're they only they just released a single, but they're live. They like do like <laughs> it's just a three piece, no drums. Uh, there's an oboe, a viola, and a bass. Um, very funky, but also like N64 underwater music adjacent. Yeah, and then they just like stop mid set to do like yoga stretches, and then you join in on the yoga stretches, and then they just like. It's a whole experience. Yeah, it's a whole. It's really, really cool. That's uh, amazing. Excited. And are they typical to DIY venues or? Yeah, well, they're, they're they pulling this out at the music farm or anything. Yeah, no, they're not doing the music. Yeah, Joe, it's very DIY. They played <laughs> Snug Harbor uh, last Tuesday, which is when I saw them for oh, the first yeah. time. Which is kind of which is a weird line between like DIY bands and like bigger acts. They're cool. I love Snug I've seen Harbor. Bigger acts there. Yeah, and it's wild. Yeah, it's very yeah. MBT adjacent, kind of. Or MBD, MBT of like 2019 Yeah. Ish. MBT5. Yeah. Are you looking to MB? What do you think that's going to be like? And five points? Oh, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I still think it's going to be. I don't know. I hope they make enough money where they could be a bit more, you know, risk taking on Mm -hmm. some artists that they normally wouldn't book. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It depends on how many underage college kids they So you don't have a show there yet? I mean, no, honestly, I, I try to, I don't know. I don't want to play MBT. I'm happy having my own little scene in my own yeah. little space. Yeah. Um, if, if, I mean, yeah, no, I just, I just feel like it's a lot more, I want to, I want to establish a DIY scene here and you know, whether that's through my own fans or through other, I don't know, getting, getting other bands here, I think. Do you have a. Do you have somebody to book after you? Book after me? Yeah. Um, I'm, no. That's that. That's the key. I know. I need to. You need a protege. I know because I leave next next year, um, for grad school. So I need a protege. We'll slash your tires. <laughs> we'll slash my tires. Yeah, they yeah. just do that. That works too. Yeah. I have a I have a protege for my for radio, but I don't know if she'll have time to book I to. I don't know how you have time to do it. That's a great point. I don't know. Nobody has time to do any of this. That's a problem. I know. Yeah. Or the money. Or the money. Yeah. Like, where does the money come from? Exactly. I've been blessed to have a super low fee from Garrick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. 
It's, it takes people like Eric and uh, for sure a lot of people like that in the music scene to to uh, to make all the DIY stuff happen. Yeah, you need to focus more on the music. If you, if you go into the music business, make expecting to make money, you're you shouldn't yeah. go into the music business unless you go in scamming the streaming. Yes, exactly. Yeah, have you seen? There is this. I think there is this video on. Um, like Swedish rappers like scamming like the streaming services. You have to look into it. It's uh, hilarious. Amazing. Like, it's very illegal, but uh, apparently you can't be put in jail if you're under 18. So like all these like it's major so- labels are just like ripping so much money off of streaming services by like blowing these uh blowing these underage kids up <laughs> on on Spotify. I I, I I was scrolling through uh I don't know if Instagram or TikTok the other day and I saw a farm in real life. And it was like hundreds of phones on chargers. Oh, that's beautiful. Like all like doing things. And I was thinking, oh, this person they hit, they're running. Yeah. Like a content farm. They're do they're giving somebody hits or streams or yeah. whatever. It's right. posting. I don't know what it was doing. Honestly it felt like if I watched it any longer I might get arrested. Yeah. No. It it had that kind of vibe in the room. But it was literally just hundreds of phones uh like streaming internet all on chargers mounted Wacky. yeah that's beautiful it was beautiful i was like going, they need to all be streaming the sampler oh uh, yeah i hope so <laughs> i hope so which is now on spotify Dude, by the way. uh it took a dm it took me taking it to another platform really to get through so not on district kid or uh tunecore well i took tunecore i hit i dropped into their dms on instagram and it was fixed in two days after like 40 emails and they would they would always close the case and not fix it yeah so i would have to start over from scratch with a different representative and i was sending them everything i I can't but it took forever to get on apple too Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it i don't know i think it's something with uh just compilations it's yeah, really difficult, difficult for them to link it all up with 33 different artists. And I don't know if something didn't match. I don't know. I mean, one time it got kicked back because it didn't have each artist name on the front cover. So I just had to take off all the words. And that's the solution. Perfect. It doesn't really doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know either. But it's fixed us up to stream the beauty of South Carolina artists of 2023. Forever. Forever. Forever on the internet. Well, cool. Thanks for stopping in. Yeah. I'm sure you'll uh, be in another time. Bring in uh, one of your musician friends and we'll talk about their oh, music. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, last time I had uh, the Caveman Tapes guys here. Yes. We them. did a little jam. And it's going to be released as a... A single okay that's the word are they gonna release it on caveman tapes yeah okay. <laughs> yeah but uh, uh yeah no it was really impromptu i just told him to bring the guitars and i pulled my guitar out and i was like let's do it let's just, let's just it. play so that was fun okay. i don't have a grand piano or a, that's okay i would uh there's a there's set a little you up. synthesizer on top of it. dude i love that synth yeah it does everything i need because i can't play perfect so yeah yeah play guitar <laughs> awesome. Well, have a good night. Appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, David. All right. Later. See ya.